Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you, and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Michelle Siraki and Victoria Hofeld from Pitbull Advocates of America and you've tuned into our podcast. How are you Victoria? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I am so well and I'm so excited to be across the table from you again. I know it's been so long. It's been months actually. It has been months. So you guys have been listening to podcasts week after week after week but what you don't know is that we pre-recorded those podcasts and here we are though and it is the 28th I think of November and we're recording this podcast so it's just a couple days before you all are listening to it this time and it's just so exciting because it's just we we haven't done this in such a long time so yeah and we've grown too like the podcast like people are listening in other countries you guys this is really really fun and really exciting so for you people out there that have um, or that listen to all kinds of podcasts and are really, really into podcasts, maybe our growth isn't as exciting. Yeah. But for us, I'm telling you what, we have exceeded a thousand downloads. Yeah. We are in 30 some countries in the world. Which is crazy. Like, I never thought that that would happen. Right? No, I really just kind of had this um, national vision in my head and I was just hoping that maybe we would be in 30 some states right which we are we're in I think 37 different states but I didn't realize we would also be in so many different countries um which is just fantastic I didn't realize that second to the United States would be Japan I know really interested in listening to this podcast so um so we're like tooting our own horn here a little bit you guys but but it's really exciting and it's really all because of you who are listening because you're the ones that are going out and are telling your friends and are telling right. your family and are telling your coworkers, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, these two bitches are fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, we think we're funny. We think we're a freaking hoot. <laughs> so that um, that response hasn't necessarily come through in the reviews but, yet. But we know that they're thinking about it, though. Heck, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We know it. We, we know what you get. Yeah, we got you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have gotten some really great feedback, though. Yeah. Um, we've gotten some really great reviews, and we have heard some really great personal stories that – these podcasts are changing the way that you advocate and you guys okay so we've had a couple cocktails i'm not gonna lie we're a little buzzed up getting past our nerves of being back in the studio but this is gonna make me a little (laughs) teary-eyed right because because we've gotten some really cool feedback from you guys Mm -hmm. um with people saying my advocacy has changed because of these podcasts one woman was in a pet store line in the checkout Mm -hmm. and when the cashier um said something about big dogs and how big dogs scare her instead of this woman getting um defensive Mm -hmm. and taking offense to that she took a deep breath Mm -hmm. she pushed down her emotions and she talked to this woman who ended the conversation with, big dogs are the best to snuggle with. 
That's amazing. That is such a win. That is a win. That like, is such I don't a even, win. You guys don't really understand how much of a win that is. Like, sincerely, that's something that we've wanted and that we're pushing for and that we have hoped for. And let me tell you, when uh, when we found that out, we were so excited. I had to go out and get Michelle her favorite appetizer, which was jalapeno <laughs> oh poppers. God. And I wrote on the box, like, changing minds and saving lives. Oh, my It gosh. was amazing. Like, it, we had to celebrate that night. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. It was perfect. And thank you for bringing over the perfect appetizer so for welcome. celebration. Yes. Because if y'all are ever in Wisconsin, in southeastern Wisconsin mm-hmm. by Milwaukee, Trace Locos... Jalapeno poppers. Amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. I don't even like jalapenos, so that's saying something. See, I don't like jalapenos either, but it's the way that they cream it together. With they like, do something, Yeah, man. exactly. It's magic. Exactly. So delicious. We have even more than to celebrate that I didn't get poppers for, but yeah. that's okay <laughs> because you can't buy me poppers <laughs> every single time we have something to celebrate. Although... I will note that you and I do buy food almost every single time that we are celebrating anything. So it's an important part of celebrating. I mean, I, I got it's nothing. It's absolutely. Important. It is absolutely. I think that we're what the young people call foodies. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. But we had um, we had an email. And so this was kind of a, a really exciting email because it had never really crossed my mind. And when I told you this mm-hmm. story, you were like, oh my gosh, I never even thought of that. Right. So that was really cool too. We got an email from a woman in upstate New York mm-hmm. who had adopted um, a dog from her local shelter and they were told that it was a beagle and something else. Yeah. And they just were kind of wondering what it was. So they did a wisdom panel and it came back that it was majority of American Staffordshire Terrier. Yeah. Um, plus actually some retriever and some other things. So none of what the shelter had said, yeah. which is okay. Sure. Of course. And happens all the time. Uh, yeah. Way more often than people think. 84-ish percent, yeah. I think we've said <laughs> in past podcasts. <laughs> That, you know, none of us are um, and, and no shelter workers are really deemed experts to be able right. to, bre- to, to to tell what breed a dog is. Based off of looks. Right. Like you can't. It's a terrible way right. to try to identify a dog. Mm-hmm. However, I digress. This woman um, found out that this little puppy, this little 12-week-old puppy that she had gotten was actually an American Staffordshire Terrier. Yeah. And... Um, she was really nervous about what her parents were going to say. And her husband immediately switched gears and went to a place of the puppy nipping Mm -hmm. now was a little bit, was a little bit concerning. I was going to let the first one go, but. I know. (laughs) Is he farting or snoring? No, it is some very very prominent snoring in the background and i don't know how to edit that out so everyone should be able to hear it this time um but the way that she had found pitbull advocates of america Mm -hmm. was that she googled pitbull podcast what i never thought that would have been a thing to google (laughs) no she must love podcasts though which is amazing she must love podcasts yeah and now she had a Pitbull, mm-hmm. so she Googled Pitbull podcast, up popped Pitbull Advocates of America. Yeah. She went to our website. Mm-hmm. She thought that we looked like a reliable resource. Right. She reached out and, and expressed her concern and her angst yeah. uh, you know, regarding this puppy. 
you guys, this is so cool. It's amazing. This is so cool. And we're just so excited. I mean, we did have some, um, some, some goals and some ideas of how things might, you know, play out as the podcast kind of caught wind and, 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 and gained steam and whatever. But that part had just never really crossed our mind. And who knows what else hasn't crossed our mind where this podcast is going to be able to help somebody else who wants to be a better advocate, who wants to be a better owner, who didn't realize that they were going to have a pit bull in their life. Right. You know, who knows? So anywho, so very exciting. Yeah. It'll be really exciting to see what the future has in has in store for this oh, little podcast. Huh? I know, I know. And you know what? In the meantime, you guys keep sharing the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think that we only have um, 27 or 28 reviews. So we mm-hmm. have thousands of downloads. Yeah. Um, but those reviews are a big deal. Mm-hmm. So make sure that um, whatever platform it is that you're listening on, the majority of our people are listening on Apple Podcasts. So you click those stars. Mm-hmm. Um, five of them yes, please. <laughs> for these funny ladies, um, five of those stars. And then if you want to, I mean, you can, it, there's no word limitation there, yeah. you know, you don't have to do 300 words or anything you can, but, but, you know, put down a little pot, a little review. Right. Yeah. Um, if for no other reason we read them. Yeah, for sure. We read them mm-hmm. and they warm our hearts yeah. and um, and they help to fill our tank on the hard days where we feel yeah. like maybe this isn't really helping. Right. Maybe yeah. this isn't really all that it's cracked up to be. Maybe our podcast really isn't doing what we hoped yeah. that it would do. Are we just spinning our wheels here? Yeah. You know? those, those reviews actually do help. They help us to show up yeah. in more people's um, in more people's suggested feeds. Mm. So the more that you can review and the more that um, you can engage mm-hmm. and please keep telling people yeah. about the podcast. Hit that share button. Exactly. Let them know what you're listening to. Yeah. Put it in your story, in your in your social media story. Mm-hmm. Um, share it to one of your best friends. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever whatever episodes it is that you find to be really helpful for you will probably be really helpful for your friends. Yep. Absolutely. Too. We've got, um, we've had some requests Mm -hmm. actually for this topic and, um, it certainly has already been, you know, when, when you're thinking about having a podcast, one of the things that they say that you should do is make a list of like 40 possible podcasts that you're going to do. Yeah. And that was very easy (laughs) as far as I was concerned. We easily came up with a list of at least 40. And this one was already on the list. So this is the one where it's not all in how they're raised. Yeah. This is a big one, too, and a really, really widespread common misconception among um, pit bull advocates, for sure. Right. Almost to mythdom. Yeah, but we're not going to put it in the myth episode because it's because it's not it's it's a saying mm-hmm. um, some well-intentioned advocate at some point well, at sure some almost point a long right? time ago. Yeah. Right. Thought that they would be helping by giving an excuse mm-hmm. to dogs and just saying, oh, it's just it's all in how they're raised. Right. It's all in how they're raised. Yeah. And I feel like they that... can be great dogs right. as long as they're raised right. Yeah. 
yeah those those dogs that you see on the media mm-hmm. obviously weren't raised properly mm-hmm. which is totally not necessarily the case at all there's a lot of problems with that phrase in general right but i feel like almost every advocate you know when they're starting out they've said that at some point i know i've said that oh, and i believed that absolutely it's a really easy way out too let's yeah, be honest for sure you know sure. so we get accused a lot by the anti-movement of you know using certain things as a scapegoat yeah. and and whatnot but this really was an easy way out. Yeah. Oh, it's just all in how they're raised. Yeah. Oh, well, those dog fighting dogs, they were raised poorly. And that's why they're so um, aggressive and so grumpy right. and so problematic because of how they were raised. But we obviously know from enormous dog fighting busts that have been mm-hmm. um, and since Vic's bust when we've been given an opportunity to work with the dogs and behavior modify and evaluate and really go in it Mm -hmm. we we know that that isn't that that isn't at all that that isn't at all all the case however it's just it still is kind of mythish right and I think that you may be listening to this podcast and going like wait what Mm -hmm. what do you mean it's not it's not all in how they're raised that doesn't roll off the tongue either no it doesn't it's kind of hard to say and you have to really think about it yeah when you're saying it yeah yeah when we were talking off mic about this each of us mm-hmm. um on occasion said accidentally it's all in how they're raised and we're like, <laughs> no, nope, yeah. wait, not not all in how they're raised so this is another area so we've talked about practicing different things in our podcast too mm-hmm. practicing you know shoving down our emotions practicing not being defensive practicing not being emotional this is another one of those things that you have to kind of practice and like let it start rolling off your tongue it's not all in how they're raised right because no, it's not all in how they're raised yeah you're going to need to correct people i'm mm-hmm. assuming at some point in your advocacy when you're talking to people because even well-meaning people that aren't necessarily pro pitbull they may just be on the fence or whatever they'd be like oh yeah well i've heard it's all in mm-hmm. how they're raised you got to get those good ones that were raised properly right. You know, so yeah. so you will have to do some correcting when you're talking to people for sure. Right, right. And it and you need to find your spiel. Right. You yeah. need to find your yeah. own you, you know, your own spiel. I don't know how many friends, um, mm-hmm. fans we have out there. Obviously all of our episodes are named like how yeah. friends episodes are named. But you know, when, when Ross was going to marry his second wife, <laughs> Emily, and he was standing and he's like, I do. I do. I do. And then Chandler's like, oh, it's definitely the third one. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's not all how they were raised. It's not all in how they were raised. Right. It's not all in how they were raised. Like, yeah. You need to find where you feel comfortable with it. You need to find right. your spiel around it. Um, back when, when the world was a little bit more normal and mm-hmm. when we were out at booths and in front of people, this definitely was. So this is, I feel like, a favorite of the people who want to pledge their allegiance to our side. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So so they come up to the booth and they're mm-hmm. like, ooh, Pitbull Advocates of America. I believe in Pitbulls. I like Pitbulls. It's just all in how they're raised. Right. It's like their go-to pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. And then as an advocate, and I might be dinging a lot of bells all of a sudden, because mm-hmm. as an advocate, you feel like, oh, crap, I need to like – Right. I gotta I gotta kinda bust this person who is on our side. Right. Who is who's is, who is pledging the fact that she's on our side or he's on our side. 
but is really wrong and yeah. they're doing it. So now I have to kind of dismantle what really is a compliment or right. really is a positive comment in their mind. And I have to be like, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's not I mean, they're just, they, they, they just have the ability to be great dogs. Right. So, um, so we realize that this is a hard, mm-hmm. this is a hard thing. And, as I was trying to kind of get to before. So this is a part where practice kind of, kind of comes in. Yeah. And if you need to, um, I don't know how many geeky advocates there really are out there other than you. (laughs) (laughs) But if this is the type of thing that you really actually stand in front of your mirror and go like, well, you know, I hear what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but, or um, actually, there's so many dogs that were raised in really difficult situations that are absolutely lovely animals, yeah. and we just need to train them and manage them in a way. What's your What's your phrase? So I like it's all in how they're um, treated, managed, and trained in there the moment. There we go. So it's not like trained overall. It's like trained in the moment or managed overall. Like it's in the moment that matters because you could have a dog that was trained really poorly right. and potentially turn that dog around. Um, right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I view it as like what's happening in the moment to mm-hmm. this dog that matters the most. Which is where we use the word management a lot right. too. So training yeah is kind of that time that you spend with a dog for behavior modification, mm-hmm. for different types of obedience, for um, different outcomes that you want to see on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Management is a little different yeah. than training, I feel like. The snoring today, is really loud. It is just... I don't know if it could, if it'll pick up as I'm not sure if it... I'm not sure if you guys are going to hear it, but it's actually slightly distracting mm-hmm. because he is just really sawing logs back there. I feel like he stopped now that you moved your chair. I know. I know. I think I woke him up just a tiny bit. We love you, TK. Management. He's a good boy. He is such a good boy. He's such a good boy. I'm sure that a lot of you are following us on Instagram, but you can see pictures of TK on Instagram. He's the best boy. He is a really good boy. And he's just an old man now that Mm. just would like to lay around and snore. And I'm super jealous. Right? (laughs) And just eat yes. and sleep and snore. Sounds like a good life. That is. Yeah. yeah. And um, and luckily he's allowed in the podcasting studio. Yeah. <laughs> we won't allow a fan in here or a heater no. now. A fan in the summer. We wouldn't allow a little space heater here in the winter. But but that snoring boy gets to sit behind me we no matter what. We were sweating in the summer too. Yeah, we were. Anywho. Yeah, we were. And my fingers are a little cold right now. But that's okay. <laughs> That is okay. So, so management is a little bit different than training, but, but train, manage, treat, manage, train, treat, manage, train. Sorry. Yeah. See, not even that really flows off the tongue very well too. See, like, I don't feel like we have a very good like replacement for it. I I just feel like we constantly are like debunking it and be like, Oh, well that's not really the case because Mm -hmm. it does a huge disservice and blah, blah, blah. We can get into all those reasons later. Right. I think that the problem is it's kind of a long answer. It is a long answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we wish that we had, so like their thing is it's all in how they're raised and and we wish we could come back at it with a sentence. Yeah. But we have to come back with it like, with like a monologue. Yeah. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Right. Right. I mean, you can't just say, no, that's not true, but you go, I have right. to explain why that's not true. Right. And the explanation is a little. Yeah. So you know. we're going to take 20 minutes and explain it. Yeah. And then 
what you're going to need to do is find a way to compress mm -hmm. the explanation into a sentence or two. Yeah. Fantastic. And you know, if we had that sentence or two, we probably would have already given it to you. Yeah. But, um, but this is a hard one. And I think that this is a place where advocates get kind of personal because we do, mm -hmm. we, we figure out how we want to say it best and how it best yeah. rolls off of our own tongue. And really the point of this podcast though, is that as a, as an advocate and to, to know better and to do better mm -hmm. is to be able to recognize that the saying it's all in how they're raised is not a true saying right. and that it's actually not in all that. And it's actually not all in how they were raised. Yep. And here's why. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, the biggest part of here's why mm -hmm. is because of the animals that are in shelter in rescue yeah. who have come out of crap ass situations um, where if we went by it's all in how they're raised, they would need to be euthanized. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've so, seen that hundreds and hundreds of absolutely. times over. Absolutely. So this is my personal biggest issue with this is that there are beautiful, beautiful, wonderful dogs in rescue, in shelters that are of all different ages, that are of all different backgrounds, that are, are, are in all different parts of the country that regardless of how they've been raised are so ready for their next home. They're mm -hmm. so ready for their next chapter in life. They're so ready for the love of a committed family and they might miss that opportunity if someone actually believed that the last two or three or four or whatever years of their lives made them who they're going to be forever. Yeah, I, I feel like it does a huge disservice to every single dog in any shelter or rescue that's sitting there that is six months, a year plus. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go adopt that dog because I didn't see how they were raised or right. I didn't raise that dog. And because I didn't raise that dog, right. that dog's going it, to, it's not a good dog, essentially. Right. That's completely untrue. I have a really quick offshoot that mm -hmm. I just don't want to forget, so I'm going to pop it in right here. And, and this is very prevalent in the Midwest, mm -hmm. not so much from what we hear out on the West Coast, but this is a reason why people here want puppies. Yeah. Because they want to raise them. I know. Because they think that there is some sort of magic in raising a dog that leads it to not have certain issues, which is so not true either. No, because you forget a huge thing, which is genetics. Right. You cannot, under any circumstances, rule out genetics. Right. You can't erase them. No, you can't erase them at all. And mm. oftentimes when you get a puppy, those genetics don't fully show up oh, until they're maturity. like a mm, year and a half. Between a year and a half and about three years of age, right. that's when you see all sorts of behavioral issues pop up. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. And that's yeah. not because you didn't raise that dog correctly. Mm, it's nope. because of genetics. Yeah. So that phrase, it's all in how they were raised, completely forgets about genetics. Right. You can't do that. Right. Genetics are a powerful right. thing. So, which is, so there's, oh man, there's so many facets to this particular issue. Yeah. Um, which may or may not, you guys lead us to, to a little bit of a bumpy podcast right here, because it's yeah. hard to kind of focus in and stay in one lane when all of a sudden that lane veers off and you're like, oh yeah, but it's really this too. Right. You know, um, 
because we're constantly trying to let people know here in the Midwest, you have no guarantees when you get a puppy. When you actually oh get an gosh. adult dog, yes. you have so many more guarantees because you can see where they're at and you know what you need to deal with and you know what you need to behavior modify. Right. But with a puppy, it just, it can, and, and I, oh man, when we get the emails from people that are like, I've totally let this dog down. Yeah. I thought I was doing everything right. But at 22 months, something snapped this is different baby right yeah Yeah. maturity yeah popped up hormones kicked in and and this dog became the dog that it was inevitably going to be regardless yeah you did nothing wrong absolutely no you didn't do anything but tink is a resource garter we um we got him as a puppy and i gave him no reason to resource guard i didn't take his food away i wasn't messing with him when he was eating i didn't do any of that he ended up guarding his food. He had no reason to. Mm-hmm. I, quote unquote, raised him right. properly, whatever the hell that means. Right. You know, like, and he still did. Like, stuff happens. Stuff pops up in maturity that we necessarily don't have any control over. Yeah, Capone, the, yeah. the the founding dog of this whole organization, yeah. lived with his buddy Onyx for 22 months yeah. without an incident. You know, they were raised together mm-hmm. um and i feel like raised as well as what we knew how to raise them right yeah and one day mm-hmm. that was it one day that the genetics kicked in and 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 maybe and then whatever else right sure because of course there are because other we're not always doing we're not always raising our of dogs course. perfectly right right because whatever that means what? right we're not all behaviorists right and yeah. trainers Mm-hmm. You know, we don't all know exactly how. This is why as parents of humans, we screw up all the time. Yeah, for sure. We for screw sure. up all the time. Like, we do the best job we can as being a parent. But, man, we don't know what we're doing. It's our first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, the same thing. Yeah. And we hear that a lot. I mean, like, how many emails do we get that say, like, my dog was okay with other dogs until yeah. around two years, mm-hmm. around a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, there or just... until a certain incident, even. Yeah. I was just so, going to say there are so many factors. Right. So, even if we went opposite of genetics and we went with incidental, so we went with what's going on in life, management. Mm-hmm. Right. And everything was great until this one trip to the dog park. Until this one walk down the street, until whatever, and then that that negative that negative implant, mm-hmm. you know, imprint. Well, in, fear is a powerful oh, thing. I mean, like right. if they had any sort of fear experience or anything like that, like that puppy is planted. Because guess what? You're worried about surviving. You know, like that dog in that moment is afraid. And they're worried. Like fear, man, is a bitch yeah and they tap into survival mode way faster than what than what we do and speaking of survival mode you yeah. know when um when people go into shelters or to rescues and adopt a dog um or a puppy i should say in this yeah. case um you don't necessarily always know what the mom went through and right. and we know now that cortisol and stress and that fear yes. that a mom feels when they're pregnant right can trickle down to the babies Cortisol goes directly into your blood yeah, and has a huge effect, human actually, sure. and canine mm-hmm. and whoever knows what other species. Right. 
But yeah, so that passes right down to the puppies, and it, that's something that you don't necessarily always know. It does. So so outside of genetics, right? There is pregnancy mm-hmm. that has effects on unborn fetuses. Yeah, you know, um, we had some really interesting firsthand experience and knowledge with this for those of you that have been following us for a while and remember when we went down to atlanta to get georgia peach Mm -hmm. um who was on the streets as a pregnant female um delivered on the streets uh there's really no way to know how many puppies she did deliver we all know that most pit bulls don't have litters of four right. or five. We yeah. actually know that there was a fifth that mm-hmm. didn't make it. Um, but that most um, pit bull type dogs deliver at least nine to 12 puppies. Yeah. So it's fairly certain that she delivered more than five. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that she was so stressed out on the street and that cortisol was pumping through her veins and pumping into her placenta mm-hmm. and and affecting these puppies before they were born. Then they were born on the street right. and then had to try to survive. That is it. Survive with mom. Like that was it for five weeks. And so one of the main things that we do when we have dogs that are with us who are pregnant as soon as they give birth is we touch and we handle and we touch and we handle and we touch and we handle those puppies. Yeah. Um, so a huge misconception I feel like that people have about um, baby canines is that they just love people, but yeah. they don't come out of the chute loving people. That's not natural for them. Um, they're animals. We're humans. So that's still taught. So that's why when we're able to deliver and when we're able to have interaction right away with these litters of dogs, that's why we handle them, handle them, handle them so much so that yeah. they grow accustomed and a, and grow an affection toward humans. That didn't happen. No, they went five weeks without any human interaction and were born of a mom that wasn't a fan of, of people either. I mean, she was a stray for a full year before they were right. able to capture her. All she was doing was getting chased. Yeah. And and the only reason I, I'm assuming they were able to rescue her was because she had those puppies and that right. probably slowed her down a little bit. Yeah. So you're, you're born of a mom that eh, is not a fan of, of humans. Mm-hmm. And then probably a stressed pregnancy and no human interaction for roughly five weeks and you get monster puppies (laughs) (laughs) devilish puppies and i say that in the most loving way because they were fabulous dogs but because they were hilarious and adorable yeah but they had body handling issues at six weeks old they did right i've never seen a dog that young with that significant level of body handling issues at that young of an age it was absolutely awful and i mean we busted our asses to make sure that those dogs turned out okay Mm -hmm. we did every behavior modification thing that we could with them Mm -hmm. we handled them we treated them we did everything we exposed them yeah and and we used the full impact of their imprint phase i mean yeah we really really i feel like gave those puppies the very best care and opportunity to be quote unquote normal yeah and 
Yeah, I mean, and and some have different issues, you know, like mm-hmm. we've got one who we know has significant anxiety over the others. Mm-hmm. You know why? I don't know. And Genetics. anxiety with people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a serious sort of way. Yeah. But he's okay with his butt being touched. Guess what? We worked really hard on that. <laughs> um, but we yes, do. you don't necessarily know. Thank you, TK. Seriously. Um, you don't really know how this stuff is going to manifest as they mature and as they get older. You know, like we tried to do whatever we could to raise these puppies correctly and they still had issues. And you know what? That's okay because we're not going to be able to fix everything. Again, that goes back to genetics. Right. Right. We, yeah, we're still watching for these kids to turn two in June Yeah, and see what that, what that brings. So we haven't even reached maturity um with this fabulous four yeah um but we're so blessed to have been given this opportunity to watch them Mm -hmm. from five weeks for the whole life and see the effects of cortisol and see the effects of stratum and see the effects of 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 crazy behavior modification Mm -hmm. but early before you know, early behavior modification and and now what that is going to really show Mm -hmm. as maturity hits. Yeah. And I just find it fascinating. That's pretty different for each dog. So we've got one who has massive stranger danger issues, particularly towards men. Mm -hmm. And we have another that just is super wiggly. I mean, that thing just wiggles all the time. Which one's wiggly? Tilly. (laughs) Tilly's wiggly. Khaleesi is freaking amazing. She's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Dixie's doing good too, but she's got some of that anxiety as right. well. Um, and Attila yeah. was one of the sassiest oh from the moment God. we met her. Yeah, she was. Well, she was so brave. I mean, like that thing didn't have a fear of anything. I she feel wanted like. us to feel that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she? Whether or not she was really brave, I don't know. But she definitely yeah. had something in her from the time she was a teeny little baby yeah. about, I'm not going to let you know that I'm scared. If right. I am scared, I'm not going to let you know. Yeah. I'm I'm going to at least act. Yeah. Man, the first night that we had her, she was just an absolute beast. Which is why we named her Attila. I know. She was absolutely absolutely beastie. I'm just going to go on record as saying that she was my favorite from the beginning. She was your favorite. She was my favorite from the beginning. And now she's like almost everyone's favorite. And my favorite was the most screwed up one. Shocker. (laughs) Shocker. I mean, seriously. Yeah, he's the the one with the most behavioral problems. Uh, See, but you're in a happy marriage and I just attract all (laughs) kinds. (laughs) So we're opposite on dogs. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I think you're getting the better end yeah. of that stick. And Tilly is the most well-adjusted. <laughs> that's that's funny. It is funny. Yeah. It She's is. on a farm with horses yeah. and another dog. It's Living the dream. And chickens. Living the dream. Stop it. I'm so thrilled. I know. So I love them. I, I love them. But, I mean, it, it just goes back to, like, a it's not all in how they're raised. Right. You know, like, there are so many factors that go into it. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I hate to go out on a on a limb that doesn't sound humble. That's never my intention. But compared to Tom and Sally, who are adopting a dog that don't have um, 
that don't have tons of behavior knowledge underneath their belt and training mm. knowledge underneath their belt and years of studying this kinds of, of things and years of studying these dogs and working firsthand with these dogs. Yeah. Like, man, imagine how much harder it is for just somebody that just wanted to adopt a dog. Yeah, I mean, it is it is way harder. Yeah. Which is a whole nother right. podcast, I right. feel like. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. No. And thankfully, we were in a position and had the support to know. Right. But I mean, if you're just somebody that's adopting, and we kept those dogs for longer than any other shelter mm-hmm. or rescue would have, mm-hmm. just because of the behavioral issues that right. they had. I understand that that's not realistic for any shelter or rescue or right. ev- everyone to abide by. I get that. But right. um. It's but tricky, that's another man. thing that folks need to understand. So right. when they're adopting these really young dogs, though, they're yeah. adopting a eight week old or a ten week old or a twelve week old. Yeah. Holy cow! You, you shouldn't. They shouldn't even be out of their litters by then. I understand why they need to be. Right. So course. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not digging on yeah. on anybody for that. I get it. However, that creates its own can of worms for separation anxiety, yeah. for anxiety in general. Um, you know, for just lack of confidence because they didn't have that extra time. Yeah. I firmly believe that everyone that's adopting a puppy should have the same spiel given to them that like, you know what, the dog that you see in front of you now may not be the dog that you get in two years. I can't even tell you how many times I've, I've said that to our potential adopters (laughs) that want a puppy. Um, because it's true. You you never really know what you're going to get come maturity, even if you do everything right. Right. Even if you know how to do everything right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're Ken Ramirez or Patricia McConnell or yeah. or, or whoever, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. there's really no way there's really no way to know. So in closing, <laughs> I feel like this has been a huge topic. For those of you that have listened to podcasts from us before, you know that every topic is a huge topic. There's very few of them that we actually are like, oh, that was easy to cover and Mm -hmm. we have nothing else to say on it. But we really try. We know that that your recipe that you're cooking or the place that you're driving to is probably really only 30, 40, 50 minutes away. So we try to keep it, um, you know, to a palatable length of time. But, But the point here was that as advocates, we need to A, if you're saying it's all in how they're raised, we are asking you to throw that sentence away. Yeah, please stop. Yep, we're asking you to not say that anymore. Um, it's way easier to just stop saying that mm-hmm. than it is as an advocate to find a rebuttal. Yeah. So much more difficult. And you're going to get these really well-intentioned allies that want you to know that they're on our side because they know that it's just all in how they're raised. And we have to somehow burst their bubble. That's so much more difficult. It is, yeah. I really like, though, going with with the shelter angle that we talked about earlier. That, like, you know, when you say that, you do a huge disservice to Mm -hmm. all those dogs that are two, three, four sitting in shelters that you know are fantastic dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not know how they were raised, and that's okay, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. make them any less fantastic right you know like they're gonna be a fantastic companion for you right they they, they absolutely i mean and we it really also boils down to the whole individual aspect of course of how they're every single animal regardless of breed 
are all individuals. Yeah. And so there might be some really great ones and there might be some not really great ones and there might be some middle of the road ones and there might be some yeah. slow learners and there might be whatever. Um, so, you know, we have to we have to keep that in the back of our in the back of our head, too, that yeah. um, there is no shoe that there is no one size fits all. Right. Right. For any of this. And so we have to try to keep those one size fits all comments to a minimum. The it's all in how they were raised. That is a blanket statement. One size fits all. That's so not the way that we can really go about this. So I think that at least one of the take home messages here is that we do a huge disservice to any dog sitting in the shelter system. Yeah. Any dog sitting in rescue mm -hmm. that a potential adopter wants to meet, but they don't know how that dog is raised. Right. You know, people hear pit bulls are great dogs. It's all in how they're raised. Well, yes. they see any pit bull type dog sitting in the shelter. They don't know how it's raised. They'll be like, nah, I'll pass on that dog. Right. Right. You know, we we can't afford to do that no, to the dogs. We're creating another hurdle. Oh, because as, as we set off Mike. There's already the hurdle of the fact that they're perceived as a pit bull. Right. Yeah. So we're putting in another hurdle that we just can't afford to have in there. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it is absolutely crucial to please stop using that phrase mm -hmm. while you're advocating and right. to educate those that do use that phrase. Right. You got to find your spiel. Yep. You got to figure it out. You got to practice it in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever it is that you need to do, if you feel weird about it, oh well. I mean, like, I really feel like that's the best way to be prepared. What am I going to say right. if someone sees me out on a walk with my dog and they say, oh, I love pitbulls. It's just all in how they're raised. Right. What am I going to say? How am I going to be compassionate and concise yep. and 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 be able to get across well I know you know for those of you that have dogs that you did rescue out of the shelter which I happen to know yeah. is a large percentage of the folks that are listening to us mm -hmm. you guys have a little bit easier answer if you're out on the walk and they're like you know and this ally comes up to you and they're like oh I love pitbulls it's all in how they're raised and you can easily Put your own testimony right in there right That's and you perfect. can say yeah. yeah and you can say well you know what i got my dog when she was three and i don't know how she was raised before that but what i do know is is how i manage her now and how she is now and she's beautiful and fun and you know please feel free to pet her and whatnot you know yeah. so um so you guys have you guys have it a little bit for sure. A little bit easier to be able to just use your own testimony right there. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, you know, some other, some other folks that our, our dogs came to us as puppies or, sure. or whatever. And, and we are just like, I don't know what to say. Or we're in a booth where there isn't a dog that's like right, that. Or, yeah. You know, whatever. So, um, so yeah. So there's your challenge. Right. So we we always want to challenge you. Mm -hmm. We we don't want you to be absolutely comfortable listening to any of our podcasts, because if you're totally comfortable, you're not growing. Right. Growth is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Change is uncomfortable. So it's weird that we actually always want you to be a little <laughs> uncomfortable listening to our podcast and not just because we're half in the bag, but right. because we have touched you 
with some sort of message that's made you think for a minute and go, oh, crap. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. And I'm going to stop using the phrase, it's all in how they're raised. And I'm going to be ready to, um, to rebuke that phrase when it comes yeah. to me. So hopefully we're leaving you a little bit uncomfortable and hopefully we're leaving you plenty challenged mm-hmm. to figure out um, your own take on what this is going to sound like in your advocacy. Yeah. And um, and I'll tell you what, this has been a really interesting podcast for for us to do. And we're certainly going to, Victoria and I are certainly going to continue to talk about it. Yeah. And in seminars that we have in the future and and other opportunities that we have to educate in the future well because we haven't nailed it down either like we don't have that quick rebuttal because there really isn't one yet that we've come up with anyway no there isn't a one sentence right you know so the the one sentence it's all in how they're raised man you know that's just it's a good sentence man well it's a horrible sentence but yes it's a good yeah. sentence in the way that it's short it's concise yeah. it's easy mm-hmm. rolls off the tongue so we need to come up with a new sentence and then we'll pop that into some pitbull universities or yeah. into a book or <laughs> into, into a future podcast or someplace for you guys and you know what if you come up with the sentence mm-hmm. for goodness sakes would you please let us know what it is yeah Email us, I'd love tag to us those. on social media. Yeah, put us put it put it someplace and and let us know, um, and let us know what it is because it takes a village for sure. It takes mm-hmm. all of us together to be able to to keep changing minds and and saving lives and and we appreciate you listening. Yes, thank you so much to our podcast. Yes. If you like this one, please share it. Share it. Share it if you didn't like it. Review it. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't give us a bad review, but if you if you want to give us a bad review, go ahead and share it and say something crappy on social media. But don't do it right in the podcasting app because I'll just lower our rating. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Sure, Truth sure. serum is a wonderful thing, you know. That's called vodka. Yes. Yes, it is. In my life, that is called tr- <laughs> It's the truth. So anyway, you guys... We appreciate you. Yes, thank you so um, much. We're excited to get in the studio and do some more and do some more episodes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be a lot more real time, which I think is just going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first conceived the idea of having this podcast and we were dealing with the kind of the beginning of COVID and we were dealing with a lot of other stuff and mm. um, it was hard to even consider doing this in a real time sort of way where we would record and then release in a few days. Yeah. So I'm excited Super for excited. it to be a little bit more real time and for yeah. us to really actually be interacting with you and talking to you. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Sweet. Until next time. Until next time, you guys. We love you. Stay safe. Keep your neighbors safe. We'll talk to you again soon. See you later. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. 
I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently, that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution. And God bless you.